You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. Life is filled with circumstances and and situations. Daily we go through various experiences. And some situations that arise in our lives require patience. I've said some circumstances that arise in our life require patience. Two important definitions of patience that you really need to get in your your being. Number one, happy endurance. Happy endurance. You're going through trouble, but you're happy despite how tough it is. Happy endurance. Second definition of patience. Maintaining hope. Maintaining hope. When you hope you have optimistic expectation in reference to what is taking place in the present, but you're also looking for something wonderful to happen in the future. And you have to maintain your expectation. You have to stay optimistic and not allow the antithesis of it to get into your your mind. You can't become pessimistic just because of what you see. Because things are going to happen in life that you're not going to like, you're not going to agree with, they're not going to be pleasant, but you still have to remain optimistic. Still have to have a positive outlook. 
in the midst of negativity. You have to do it. And so let's, let's just consider what the Bible says in reference to patience. Just, just a few things in reference to what the Bible says about patience. Because patience is a virtue. It's something that we need. Very important. Let's start in the book of James, chapter 1. And keep in mind the, defi the two definitions that I gave you. James, chapter 1. We're going to consider the first four verses. James 1 and 1. James, a bond servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad. Greetings. He goes on to say, my brethren, count it all joy. When you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience of what we need. The testing of your faith produces patience of what we need. He doesn't stop right there, but let patience have its perfect work. Notice you got to yield to patience. Let patience have its perfect work. Why? That you may be perfect, complete. And I love how he closes the verse. Lacking nothing. If you want to be whole, it's going to take patience. If you want to be complete, it's going to take patience. How many by a show of hands, you can see why patience is essential? But let's go further. Let's go to the fifth chapter of James. We'll start at verse 10. James 5 and 10. Ready? My brethren, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord as an example of suffering and patience. Now notice the prophets spoke in the name of the Lord. That's what we do, ain't it? We tell folks how good God is. We even tell them he's good all the time and all the time. But notice this. Even when you boast on God, that does not Stop trouble, suffering, and such from happening. Verse 10 again. My brother, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord as an example of suffering and patience. He goes on in, ver in verse 11 to say, Indeed, we count them blessed who endure or have patience. You have heard of the perseverance of Job and seen the end intended by the Lord. Notice God has an intention. At the conclusion of you going through suffering. Notice again, very, very important. 
You have heard of the perseverance of Job and seeing the end intended by the Lord. That the Lord is very compassionate, even in trouble, and merciful. He'll allow you to go through something, but he'll still be showing you mercy. On that note, look at somebody and tell them, I don't know what you're going through. But whatever it is, it could be worse. Ooh, that's good preaching. Look at somebody and tell them the same thing. I don't know what you're going through. But whatever it is. Tell folks how good God is. But you still have to suffer and be patient. You got to endure the heartache. Got to endure the pain. Got to endure the suffering. But when all is said and done, according to the text, you're going to see the compassion and the mercy of God. One last scripture in reference to patience. Let's go to Hebrews, the sixth chapter. Let's go to Hebrews, right, right before James is Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 6. Verse 12. That you do not become sluggish. Tired of praising him. Tired of praying. When you become sluggish, you start talking what you don't need to talk. When you become sluggish, God or things that pertain to him are no longer a priority. And so he tells us again that you do not become sluggish but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises now notice if you're going to get God's promises you're going to have to have patience but notice you also need to take your eyes off certain folk and put them on specific folk. Start looking at folk that are possessing the promises of God. Because of their faith and patience. You know she went through it a long time. But whoo, God blessed that girl. You know, he used to didn't have such and such, but look at him now. You know what happened? That boy used his faith. And I seen him suffer for years, but he was just patient and kept giving God the glory, honor, and the praise.
See, see, sometimes we can't be patient because we're, we're focusing on the wrong people. Say to your neighbor, you can't focus on the wrong folk. Your eyes will mess you up if you don't put them on the right thing or the right person. Imitate those who through faith and patience get the promises of God. Oh, you ought to put your hand up and say, God have blessed me with some of his stuff. I have got some of his promises. The promises of God are real. That's the reason Paul said in 2 Corinthians 1 and 20, all of the promises of God in him are and God will bless you. God will bring to pass what you read about. I said God will bring to pass what you read about in the book. God will bring to pass healing. God will bring to pass Luke 6 and 38. You know the blessing that's good. Measure, press, shaken, and running. God will bring to pass salvation. You read about salvation, but then he turned around and saved you. You read about the goodness of God, but then he turned around and gave you the good measure. Gave you his goodness. He'll bring to pass what you have read. He'll bring to pass his reveal word. He said, better is him and coming. And you shout about it. Why? It happened to you. God will manifest his promises. Your focus got to be right, though. Quit looking at them neighbors who ain't about nothing but mess. You know, sometimes we, we just look at the wrong thing or we look at the wrong folk. And, and whatever you put your eyes on has the capacity to influence you for the better or for the worse. Whatever you listen to has the ability to influence you for the better or for the worse. You got to focus on the right thing. Even in the midst of your trial. Job in the midst of his trial had, had three friends. Talking a whole bunch of trash. But Job, he would not allow them to be his focus. He said in the midst of them talking. I know my redeemer lives and when all was said and done that redeemer he talked about redeemed him to the point to where he blessed him with double for his trouble 
Oh, God, God, y'all didn't get happy over here. I thought, God, Jesus. God bless John with Trump. First Trump. He is no respecter of person. I'm going through something right now. Ooh, good God. I just gave myself my rank. God don't bless me with from a trouble. I ain't selfish. If you're going through something, go ahead and join in with me. God don't bless me with trouble. From a trouble. Look at somebody and tell can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do you like Jesus. Look at one more person and say, can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do you like Contextually, or according to our primary text, Jesus knew and wanted his disciples to know the significance of patience. He wanted them to know the significance of patience. And, and so he dropped on them here in Luke 21 and 19 in your patience while you're cheerfully going through your battles while you're hoping for what you don't see possess your soul. Some of y'all looked at me when I said, when, when you're hoping for what you don't see. See, the Bible says in Romans 8 and 24 that hope is not what you see. Hope is in the realm of the unseen. And if we hope for what we do not See, we wait for it or we have patience. You're hoping, even though it does not look like it's going to come. In your patience, possess your soul. You got to master your soul. If you don't master your soul, your, your soul is going to be a problem. If you don't possess, if you don't get and maintain control of your soul, you might miss out on some benefits. You might miss out on... <laughs> That blessing God had for you on a Friday. If you allow your soul to get you out of the will of God. I got to possess. I got I to gotta master my soul. 
So what is the soul based upon the text? What is the losuke, the Greek word? What is soul based upon the text? Three simple definitions in reference to soul that I want you to, to grasp and hide in your, your being. The first, the soul represents the mind of the mindset. See, that, that's where we have most of our battles. In the knocker. In the head. All kind of thoughts come. And I call them uninvited thoughts. I'm thinking about Jesus, but then here come a thought that wasn't even invited to my mind. Just, just going to try to get me to thinking about something I ain't got no business. Y'all don't know what I'm talking about right here, but you know you have these thoughts that come to your mind that you didn't invite. They just show up. You, you at the restaurant and all of a sudden this thought just comes out of nowhere. But the soul also refers to the feelings or the emotions. And you know that there are various things that can trigger our emotions. Yeah. Some of, some of us have had a, a spouse, a friend, cousin, or somebody that just trigger an emotion. And sometimes they'll trigger something that's feels wonderful but on the flip side of that that same person that triggers something wonderful can, can trigger something that make you ready to fight Woo, I said make you ready to fight I feel like slapping her I know I ain't got no business to put no hand on a woman but she done made me feel like Y'all ain't understanding. Y'all ain't understanding that. Say to your neighbor, there, there are feelings that'll come. And like them thoughts, they are uninvited feelings. And get this, they come from your soul. It's a part of your soul. You feel good things and not so good things in you this is your soul and lastly your behavior the soul can cause you to conduct yourself in a way that's in contrast to what's morally wrong or what's divinely wrong. You start behaving out of, of character. Yeah. 
what's going on with so-and-so? Yeah, let you know he won't speak. What's going on with him? Something happening in his soul. You know, she's normally a, a very bubbly, happy person. But not today. <laughs> What's up with her? Something going on in her soul. Have you ever behaved out of character? Because of what was going on inwardly? Anybody? And this is an amazing thing. Sometimes it, it, can, it can last only an hour. But depending on what's going on in your soul, it may last for a month. It may also cause you to start choosing things you shouldn't. That's the reason it's important to understand the soul. Y'all all right? So biblically, let's consider the soul. Y'all stay with me. Biblically, we want to consider the soul. Just want to look at a few things. Let's go to Psalm 45. Let's go to Psalm 45. Lord have mercy. Psalm 45 is where we're going to start. Or Psalm 43. Psalm 43. Consider verse 5. Psalm 43 and 5. Ready? Now this is what the psalm is as his soul. Why? Or you cast down. Who are you talking to? Oh my soul. Before we go any further. We just got to really consider this. Because. What he's saying. I have been there. You, you, you've had everything. Going good. But you still feeling. Down. Why are you cast down, O my soul? Talking to his soul because his his soul is cast down or modern term depressed why are you depressed man I don't know why I feel like I feel man I know God is doing this but I just you know I just don't You can't let your soul mess up your day. 
You can't let your soul take away the goodness that God has done for you. But if you don't master it, it will. Let's go a little further in reference to the verse. Why are you cast down, oh my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Two questions. That if we'll be honest, most of us can identify with. You become depressed about something. Uh, Often there's that's about this big. You can be having a happy day and then all of a sudden somebody will, will just say something to you and your soul will go in depression mode. Having a good day, you, you, done, you done went to Brewster's, you eating your, your ice cream, you your white turtle ice cream, your chocolate ice, you, you just, it's a good day. Then somebody just shook, uh, I meant to tell you, I didn't like what you said, uh, and I don't appreciate it either. And then hang up on you. Your soul just goes into a particular mode. The ice cream that was wonderful now is, is still good, but it's not as. Because you had all your feelings into that ice cream. You ch- you know, folks have said something to you and it, it just about messed up your day. And you felt it inwardly, and that was your, your song. I mean, I understand. Oh, Lord, let's go further. I just want you to consider those two questions in reference to the soul. Because we, we again, we're talking about mastering what? The soul. Let's go to Psalm 77. Y'all still all right? Consider the first two verses. Psalm 77, 1 and 2. I cried out to God with my voice, to God with my voice, and he gave ear to me in the day of my trouble. I sought the Lord. My hand was stretched out In the night without ceasing. My soul. Oh God. This man been praying. But he said my soul. Refused. To be comforted. He cried out to God. Prayed hard. But his soul. Refuse to be confident. 
your soul will fight against what you want. That's the reason you have to master it because it, it'll, it'll fight against your desire. And, and contextually, it won't, even, it won't just fight against your desire. It'll fight against what you're asking God for. Your soul. My soul refused to be comforted. I did all that praying, but when you get up, you still feel depressed. Because your soul said, no, I don't want that. Your soul refused to be comforted. Y'all quiet and I know why. These verses hitting home. Yeah, you can sit down. I know you look good and all that, but these verses is hitting, hitting home. But let's go on. Let's go on. Let's, let's go. Lord have mercy. Let's, let's, go to, let's go to Psalm 88. It's some good stuff in this Bible that'll let you know what, what the reason you're going through what you're going through. Psalm 88, verse 3. Ready? For my soul is full of troubles. Used to folks would say, man, emotionally, she ain't nothing but a mess. But I like the way he puts it. My soul is full of troubles. Emotional instability. Mental instability. Behaving all out of character, your soul is full of trouble. This is life right here. You, you, some stuff can happen that can trigger your emotions, your mind, and cause you to behave in certain ways. And so it's full of trouble. And all this is a part of your your soul full of trouble. Yeah. And, and you even you put your hallelujah out there, but in, inside you just full of trouble. And, it, and it's not good to allow that trouble to continue because when your soul is full of trouble, it can lead to stroke, heart attack. Nervous breakdown. And other things. Say to your neighbor, you got to master your soul. When it's full of trouble. You don't want to live and, and you're always emotionally out of whack. 
You don't want to live to the point to where you, you got to go and see somebody that, that they're going to talk to you an hour and then prescribe you three or four bottles of pills. And the pills have about 94 side effects. And one of the side effects is death. You just, you just don't take something just because you're feeling a certain way that somebody done prescribed you. You better read them side effects. You nervous and you go to the doctor and you get something called uh, you nervous and then you get to reading them side of it. Lord, I'm nervous, but I don't want to die. Good. Go. Jeez, I had a bad night, but look at this right here. This could cause. Good God. I can't be sleeping like that. I got to work. Man, my daddy had a bag of pills, and 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 uh, I was at the, I was at his house, and I just started reading all of the side effects. Ninety four side effects, and I used to wonder, I said, man, I said, daddy, he, he'll go to sleep. I said, daddy be talking, and then they think, no, he just sleep and hard sleep in the chair. I mean, just automatic, and then he'll wake up like. Looking all around, and then two minutes later, he right back out. I said, now I see why. I said, good God, and this ball and this ball got the same side effects. So they doubling up on him. And about four or five of the balls had death. Suicidal thoughts and other things. You have to be careful. You got to be led by the Holy Spirit. You got to allow God to tell you what to do and what not to do. And sadly, most of, most of the issues that we deal with, they start in our soul. Whether it's the mind, the emotion, but they start within. And they have the capacity to affect us physically. Starts inwardly, but then works on us Physically. In your patience. Possess your mind. Let them thoughts know. That you're not going to put up. With them running your life. Put your body under subjection. You don't have to behave like you ain't been taught. You got to master your soul. And I'm closing with this. In order to master 
the soul first you have to get knowledge and understanding in reference to the soul you're holding on especially your soul you want to know about the soul in general but you you especially want to know about yourself man why do i get so upset when she say something other folk can say the same thing it don't but when she say it don't act like that if some folk can say certain things to you and it, and it don't bother but it's a certain person if they say you back up Ain't that right, sisters? You're all right if somebody else, but when he said, he just made me mad. But then so and so said it. Yeah, but he. You and him got a history. That's. Have knowledge and understanding in reference to the soul, but especially about your soul. Why do, why do you allow certain things that, that cause you to act a certain way or to think a certain way? You got to get knowledge and understanding about what, what's going on with you. And then you got to make it your business to do something about it. And some things are just simple. If every time you talk to him, he just calls you to just cry for days, don't talk to him. Talk to somebody else. That's too deep for y'all? Every time I talk to him, my heart is just... It gets overwhelmed. Stop talking to him. That's all. Yeah, stop talking to him. Matter of fact, give me your phone and let me see his number. Let me just delete it out of there. And, and while we're talking about it, so you don't want to talk to him. He got your number? Okay, well, we're going to go get you another number. And while you edit, upgrade your plan. You need a new plan. Upgrade your plan in the process. Every time I go over to such and such house, I just get, I leave upset. Stop going over to the house. Stop going. I'm going to say something to y'all, and, and I know you're probably going to take it the wrong way, but I'm feeling led to say it. So if you take it the wrong way, uh, between you and God. I had to stop uh, seeing certain folk. Certain folks I, I, don't, I don't talk to. Yeah. And certain folk, you just, you just have to, you just have to look every time. I just, so I'm just going to sever this relationship right here. 
as I, and you just stop it. You just, you just cut it completely off. You stop it. But we can, so. Until, your, until you and your kin can, can get stuff right, just cut it off. I mean, the Bible says, choose your friends carefully. The Bible also tells us bad company corrupts good habits. What's the message in verses like that? You can't hang with everybody. Some folks you just need to cut. Now, if, if you, you like, well, I don't, I don't need, every time I come to church, pastor, he step on my toe. You don't need to cut me off, though. No, not that I'm special. But the word need to hit spots that you really don't want to be hit. You, you need the word to help you. The word is designed to clean you up. That's what the Bible says. What can wash us? What can cleanse us? What can make us white? Than snow. His blood of Jesus. Who is Jesus? The Word. You gotta have the Word. Some, some folk you, you wanna be around because they don't tell you the truth. You may not like what, what they're saying, but if it's gonna help you in the long run, you better hang with that person. Don't ever get to the point to where you, you hang with folk that the only thing they're going to do is tell you what you want to hear. Even if, they, even if they have to lie to you. They be knowing they lying to you, but they still go. You won't be around folk like that. Unless you're at the picnic and just it's for everybody. I mean, something like that is you hang with. But just you want folks that's going to help you grow. Folks, it's going to help you reach your purpose, your goals in life. But you got to have knowledge and understanding of your, of your soul. But let's consider something else, but we want to consider it from a biblical standpoint. We're talking about how to master your soul now. So first thing we got to have, we got to get knowledge and understanding about the soul in general, but especially about our soul. But let's go to um, Psalm 94. Lord have mercy. I'm almost done. Y'all just stay with me. This ain't something I can just rush through. Psalm 94, verse 17. Ready? I want y'all to see it, so don't think like you there and you in Obadiah. So come on, get to Psalm. 94, 17. Ready? Unless the Lord had been my helpman, my soul would soon have settled in what? You would have been okay with being depressed every day, every hour, every minute of the day. But you didn't want that, and so you asked. For God's help. 
That's first and foremost. God created you a free moral agent. But in doing that, he is willing to help you when you're in trouble. Notice his soul would have been in silence if he, if he hadn't asked God for help. You got to ask him for help. Lord, I'm depressed about this. I, I just need some help. And then sometimes you, you ask him, your, your help is to ask him for forgiveness. Lord, I was acting all out of character. Would you just forgive me and just, just help me to do better? Yeah. You got to ask him for help in order to master your your soul. Because I showed you scriptures and so you know what the soul is capable of. So you're going to need divine help in order to deal with your soul. You got to ask him for help. Yeah. Don't ever get dependent on, on uh, pills. Or a drink. No, don't ever do that. That's the wrong thing. If you, if, if you want a permanent solution, God. Psalm 46 and 1 say he is a very present help in trouble. Even the God of our salvation. He'll save you. But you got to ask him for help. Now, now you ask him for help. But notice, he ain't going to do everything. See, because some of us think when, when we pray to God, he's supposed to do everything. That ain't the way it works. There are certain things that God made it his business to give you power to deal with. But he will help you. That's the reason he asked for his help. He didn't ask him to take it away. We have asked God to take things away to where if we would have read scripture, that's not his will to take it away. Just like God ain't going to take away certain trouble. Oh God, don't let death happen in the earth. Oh, folk going to die. Oh Lord, don't let me get sick even though I'm, I'm going through this. That Oh no, no, that's part of it. That's part of life. Oh Lord, don't let me get mad at nobody. You might well hush. You don't even know what to pray about. You're going to get mad at folk. We are emotional creatures. That's how you're going to get mad at folk. And it got to me, me and my wife, we never get upset at each other. I said, yeah, y'all don't stay in the same house. Uh, if y'all in the same house, y'all don't never see each other. Other than waving as you go by. Because she can cook something that will upset you. Or you cannot empty the trash in it to upset her. I have a wonderful pastor. I never get upset with my... No, you, if you got a real pastor, there are going to be some days you're going to go home and you're going to be upset with your pastor. Yeah, you are. I ain't one of them pastors that's going to please you by making sure I teach or preach everything you want to hear. It's going to be some stuff I'm going to say. It's going to be like I'm right up in your face.
And since you can't tell God off, you're going to tell me off. In private, or to some other person. You know, Pastor had a lot of nerve teachings. <laughs> Go ahead. I, I, know, I, know how that, I know how that is. Y'all all right? But notice. Notice again. I'm, we're still in Psalm 94 and 17. Unless the Lord had been my help, my soul would have sell in what? Silence. Got to ask him for help. Last scripture. Let's go to uh, Psalm 131. We're talking about mastering the soul. You got to master your soul. You got to master your soul. Psalm 131. We'll start at verse 1. It's, it's only three verses. We're going to read all three verses in this, in this psalm. Lord, my heart is not haunted or proud, nor my eyes lofty. You ever thought you were more than anybody? Looking at yourself as if you were better than this person or that person. He, he letting the Lord know I don't look at myself as being better than other folks, my eyes are not lofty. But then he says this right here. Neither do I concern myself with great matters. And see, so you, you can look at this particular part of the verse in, in various ways, but this is how I want you to you to consider it before I even move any, any further. There are certain things that your soul will try to figure out that are not for you to figure out. You can actually cause your emotions to get all out of whack because you're trying to figure out something that God never intended for you to figure out. You have to, you, you, you have to live in a way to where you know what to be concerned about and what not to be concerned about and what you just need to give to God. First Peter 5 and 7 says, casting all your care upon him because he cares for you. I got to break this down a little bit more because y'all looking like y'all in la la land. Some of y'all. Let me break it down a little bit more. You can't be to the point to where you're worried about something you don't have the capacity to change. You'll start hurting on the inside. That's, that's a certain thing you, you can't change. And it's bothering you because you can't change it. There are certain things you just don't know. And, it, and it's bothering you because you don't, you don't know. 
And sometimes you'll pray and ask God to show you. Tell you. But he won't. That, that's a sign letting you know none of your business. This is something you shouldn't even be concerned about. Paul, Paul had a mindset to where he penned in Philippians, the third chapter. This is what he said. He said, one thing I do is I forget those things that are in the past. And I look, I look forward. Past battles can be your worst enemy if you allow it. Look at somebody and say, some things you just need to forget. And I know you can't just completely clear them out of your mind. But when I say forget, as Paul said, forget in Philippians 3, it means to not allow those things to influence or control you. Master those things. When they try to make you work, don't let them. No, master those things. They'll always be large back there and keep them in the back. Just like them shoes still in your closet, but you don't wear them. You know they there, but you just, you just don't wear them. They just there. Next stage for them is to be thrown away or given away. You have, to, you have to learn to just have stuff, but it don't even bother you. How many understand? Let's go further. Lord have mercy. Notice, neither do I concern myself with great matters, nor with things, notice this, too profound or great for me. Same thing, basically, but, but he repeated it just in a different way. You can't become overly concerned with things that you can't do anything about. I just wish I knew. Well, you don't, so let it go. Oh, that, that sounds sound hard, don't it? I've had to tell folks that. And, and is it, with it, I, don't, I, I, I was looking to get more out of counseling for it. Well, I'm not going to tell you something that God has not given me to tell you. You just need to let it go. It's like sometimes with, I just can't believe she lied to me. You done lied to somebody? Why you can't believe she lied and you done lied to somebody? See, y'all laughing, but is that the truth? He hurt me. Well, you don't hurt somebody. Because of your soul, you don't hurt somebody. And I know it's different levels of hurt. Don't, don't think I'm, I'm not, I'm being foolish in saying what I'm saying. But you just have to look at things. And not allow yourself to get overly concerned about certain things. This stuff will keep you up all night long. No, don't I? I'm telling you the truth. It's stuff that you, you will be on vacation, but your mind is not. 
where your body is. Why? Because you, you are trying to handle something that you shouldn't be trying to handle. Lord have mercy. Verse 2. Surely I have, oh I love this, come and quieted my soul. Because he was not going to be concerned about certain things. He, he just, his soul was calm, quiet. Sometime, sometime I'll wait four or five days to call folk. You don't have to say it like that. I'm going to tell you where I got it from. Even family members. I'm going to tell you where I got it from. Jesus waited. Even though they told him Lazarus, get this, was not just sick. They said, look, he's sick to the point to where if it don't get no better, he's going he to die. And Jesus just waited. Y'all holding on? When he could have left at the time he heard it. He could have left. The time he heard it, he could have left. You go, sometimes folks say, you know, I was busy so I just couldn't come. Jesus wasn't, wasn't busy. You tell you what he, what he was in? God's will. God didn't want him to go. I have learned that, that if somebody called me, that I'm going to call them when the Holy Spirit tells me to call. You have to be to the point to where you are, you so, you are so in control of your soul, your emotions, to where you can hear what God would have you do. Because some things we'll do because that's what humans do. But you are son or daughter of God. You got to be led by the Spirit. For as many as are led by the Spirit, these are the sons and daughters of God. Got to be led by the Spirit. Lord have mercy. All right. Look at it one more time. Surely I have calmed and quieted my soul. He mastered it. Like a winged child with his mother. Like a winged child is my soul within me. And notice the encouragement in verse 3. O Israel, hope in the Lord from this time forth and forever. He wanted them to know before he encouraged them in verse 3 that he had mastered his soul. Say to your neighbor, your soul can be mastered. You just have to apply what you've heard. I'm done. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise.